Geek Vibes Live is rated G for Geek. Hey, this is Matt Lesher. This is Phil Lamar. Hey, this is Rodney Taylor, a.k.a. The Penguin Gotham, and you are listening to Geek Vibes Live. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another exciting episode of Geek Vibes Live Top 10. Um, this is going to be an awesome show, and I know I say that all the time, but this show, we are essentially wrapping up everything. We're doing the top 10 movies in 2018. It's kind of hard to believe that, um, that, that the year is over. We had so many amazing movies in 2018. We're going to have a shit ton in 2019. And I think I just want to really introduce the two people that I got here today. Um, we got Kevin, who called in at the last second, giving all of us little mini heart attacks. <laughs> I hit the buzzer beater. Um, clock was running out, and I banked in the three. And we're good. I'm on here. And you know what? I am so happy for that. <laughs> Um, so I welcome, Kevin. This morning. I I actually had to pour myself a mimosa this morning, so I was just like, hang on one second. Sanford's making that, so we're good now. I'm alive. We're good. <clears throat> I had I to have a cup of Starbucks coffee just to, like, make myself jazzed up, and I, I didn't need it. I just needed the mini panic attack instead. Um, so, I'm no, good for this. Seriously, thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Kevin, for being here, and thank you, Ryan, for also coming on this morning. As always, we have Red Bull Ryan with us today. Hey, Ryan. You guys are crazy, man. You guys are talking about getting Starbucks and all this, going to church and all that craziness. I'm just laying in bed with my eyes closed still talking to you guys about crazy shit this okay. year, man. About last week, I about last week I tweeted out around around 7 a.m. last week. I think I tweeted out if people were excited for the top 10, and Ryan's response was like, "Dude, you were up," and it's like I wake up around (laughs) six o'clock every morning. That's just how it is. (laughs) Well, I'm very happy to have the two of you here this early in the morning. Thank you both. Um, So, yeah, we are doing the top 10 2018 movies. Guys, this is crazy that, you know, 2018 is coming to a close. Um, I know that we're going to have a lot of really great movies on this list. Um, So, I'm going to put it over to uh, Ryan for number 10. What is your choice? All right. So my number 10 choice is something that I guarantee you that neither one of you saw, and that's Free Solo. Have any of you seen Free Solo? I've never heard of Free Solo. You guys have never seen or heard of it. Okay. This makes this top 10 even better. So Free Solo it's about a guy named Alex Hannon. It's a documentary film, and it's about a man 
Alex Hannon, who climbs, who free solos. Uh, I think it's called El Capitan Wall in Yosemite Park in California. It's 3,000 feet, and he free solos it. If you guys don't know what free soloing is, it's when he climbs the whole rock without a rope on. So that's, the that's guy, God. and it was a documentary too. So it's about Alex who wanted, who's been a free solo climber all of his life, and he's free soloed like some of the world's bit tallest mountains that he could uh, free solo on. But El Capitan was the one where no one has ever done it before. And everyone who's attempted it has actually died, and this is all true. And I told this to my friend, and, bro, I swear to God, I've never sweated so much during a movie because when they're going through the process of training for it, Alex actually fell midway and broke his ankle because his girlfriend wasn't, like, watching the rope or something or just she didn't catch it in time, so he broke his ankle. So that set him back, like, two months prior, and there was a specific move where he had to get from point A to point B, either statically or by jumping. And either either way, it was really, like, dangerous for him because he couldn't catch himself in that spot, and he couldn't hold himself up long enough to, like, switch out his hands. And since he's doing it without a rope, he, if he falls, motherfucker's just dead. And they were talking about, like, the hardships of filming this movie because they didn't want to film a guy killing himself pretty much because he was that crazy, and no one could stop him from doing it, because he was determined to do it. He even pushed out the first attempt, and then went back like six months later to retry it, and look, bro, my hands are so sweaty, I had to rub them with my friend, I'm like, bro, here's okay, like, take some of my sweat real quick, this shit is way too intense for me. But like, the cinematography and the directing of the movie were so beautiful, it's, like, ridiculously beautiful how a documentary can work in that movie. And I, I knew you guys won't, wouldn't know what it was, but I just had to give it – I had to get it out there because it's getting so much praise right now as a documentary film, and I think it's under one of the best documentary films this year. You know, I'm actually really happy that you chose a documentary. I didn't even – think about that when I was putting this list together, but that's great. I love that shit. Um, you know, I was just looking it up as you were talking about it, and that's fucking scary. I can't even imagine being in that situation. So, wow, free <laughs> solo, it's called. Um, how do, I know this is like that because maybe we shouldn't talk about it, but how does the movie end? Does does he end up accomplishing um, everything? Yeah, so he accomplishes everything. And throughout his whole life, he lived in a van. So at, at the end, he bought a house with his uh, girlfriend and wife. I forgot. I think it was in Nevada, Las Vegas or something. And then he, I, I follow him and the director on Instagram. And they're just going to every single rock climbing gym, every single movie premiere. Um, he had, They actually did a movie premiere for Free Solo with Hugh Jackman a few weeks ago which was really cool, and it's getting so big that they just released it in IMAX. Oh, oh dang. Wow. So I guess that in theaters. You, you, dude, it's getting crazy. All right, well, um, then we definitely have to watch that because I do really enjoy documentaries, so I'm going to put that on my list. Um, Kevin, you, saw, you said that you didn't see Free Solo, right? Mm-mm. I've never even heard of Free Solo. 
but I'm going to check it out now. Yeah, at first he said solo, and I was like, is he talking about the Star Wars movie? I thought that sucked. <laughs> oh, and then he, well, then he obviously went into the... Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> Die Hard the Christmas right. movie. <laughs> this show just hurts right like along. a <laughs> uh, Kevin, what's your number nine? Um, so my number nine... Um, I'm tor- I'm torn. I I feel like somebody. I mean, yeah, I'll go with this one. Okay. Um, my number nine was uh, Halloween. Um, I really liked it. I think Kanan would be very upset if I didn't say if we didn't mention Halloween on this list. Um, <laughs> because I was talking to him and he was like that. He said that was his favorite movie of the year. Um, but I I really liked it. I mean. Uh, I mean, start to finish, it was kind of intense. It was a very intense movie. Um, it wasn't as scary as I thought it was going to be, maybe because I'd never seen any of the Halloween movies before this movie. Um, but after I saw this one, I was like, well, kinda, I kind of want to watch the other ones. And so I watched the first one. That's that's about as far as I got. But this one, I really liked it. <laughs> I mean, I didn't see any of the other ones. But um, I liked this one. I liked the little twist at the end, how... Um, like that, the house that she was staying at was, you know, everybody thought that she was like this crazy lady that was staying in this house, and actually it turned out to be like the booby trap for Michael. I thought that was pretty crazy. Nice little twist there at the end. Um, you know, I like I said, I watched the first one after this one, and so like I could see um, all the different like homages they paid to the first movie um, after this one, like having having Jamie Lee Curtis's character like fall from the roof essentially just like Michael did in the first movie, I was like, okay, like, this is, this is literally, like, shot for shot, like, the first movie. Um, I mean, it was, in my opinion, it was the best horror movie of the year, unless you want to count Aquaman as a horror movie, which, I mean, it has its horror aspects, but not a horror movie, I wouldn't say. Um, so I, I would say Halloween's probably the best, the best horror movie of the year. I liked it. I liked it better than A Quiet Place. I know a lot of people consider that to be a horror movie. I I mean, yeah, but I liked uh, I liked Halloween more. So yeah, I think Halloween deserves to be on this list. You know, before I comment on that, you said that you hadn't seen any of the other uh, previous Halloween movies, and mm-hmm. I gotta tell you, just for like, not that this was any sort of groundbreaking movie, you have to watch Halloween H two O. Just because it's so quintessential 90s. You got, like, Buster Rhymes in it. It's kind of hilarious in a sense. It's not even really, like, horror. It's just kind of funny. So on your trek, if you're looking to watch other Halloween movies, watch Halloween H2O just for, like, a laugh pretty much. But um, I thought that was Halloween uh, Resurrection. What did you say? With, uh, Buster. I thought Buster Rhymes was in uh, Resurrection, not H2O. Oh, am I getting it wrong? Holy shit! Yeah, I probably yeah, am getting it, it wrong. Jamie Lee Curtis, so yeah. Uh, okay, then take that uh, advice, Kevin. But um, <laughs> I uh, I've been hearing really good things about Halloween uh, 2018. So, have Ryan? Have you seen it? Yeah, that's right. You haven't seen it. Oh my god. Oh man. Um, All right. Yeah. I, I So I saw Halloween opening weekend. I saw it in Florida when I went out for Halloween Hornets this year, and it was 
it, it just all amazing blending together. But honestly, I really enjoyed the movie, but I wouldn't say top ten of the year in my opinion. But I'm also not a diehard fan because Kevin, I think you might be a diehard fan, and I'm not. But um, I I, I really oh. like the movie. I like the homages. But the thing is that they try to keep from the original that I just don't doesn't think works these days is keeping those basic kills because the most um I wouldn't say gory but the kill was probably the little chubby friend that got put onto the fence after trying to kiss the granddaughter with the flickering mm-hmm. light scene Kevin um, yeah that was probably one of my favorite scenes because it was something new and original that they haven't done yet. At this point, every other kill has been the same basic knife stab, and I feel like nowadays it just doesn't run with today's audience. Maybe with the people that saw the original when it came out, but, like, not people that are, like, 18, 19, 20 that didn't see it when it came out. Personally, I enjoyed it because I liked the original a lot, and I found it pretty, pretty neat that they decided to keep that aspect and not go with more gory kills. And the whole ending, the whole ending third act at Jamie Lee Kurt, at uh, her house was really cool. And then the homage of it being her house. So when she gets kicked out of the window, she disappears. Instead of it being in his house, he gets kicked out and he disappears. Um, so I do appreciate that. Other than that, I didn't, uh, I, I don't want to spoil it, but I don't like, I'm going to try and keep it as cryptic as possible so Kevin understands. I don't like that twist with the guy with the doctor, let me say. Oh, God, you know what yeah. I'm I hated that. I'm that was the dumbest yeah. thing that they could have done and they did it. I, I, sat I was like, not a fan of that. What was the whole purpose of this? There was no purpose. Um, and then they tried giving the police deputy a background story of him being there from the first movie, and he was never even mentioned. I thought it was kind of dumb, kind of bland. And see, I see, wasn't like, really... Digging the with, relationship uh, between Jimmy Lee Curtis and the granddaughter. See, so, like, I first, I didn't, like I said, I didn't see the first movie. So, literally, like, it's funny that you say that. Like, they try to give him the backstory of being in the first movie. Because when I saw this one, I was like, oh, this guy must be in the first movie. And so, he I'm was sitting there watching. Yeah, I'm watching this. And I'm then I went back and watched the first one. And I was like, where is this guy? Like, is he not in this movie? <laughs> Not even mentioned once in the original, but then they played off like he was in, like this prominent role in the first one. I'm just yeah. like, that's like yeah. this guy wasn't even in it. <laughs> yeah, they they fooled me. Yeah, so that, that's about it. I mean, I, personally, I'm not the biggest fan of Halloween, and I don't think that it should be in top ten. But like, I I know what it's like to be diehard over a fucking franchise. I mean, we all know what my number one is today, but. I'm not gonna say anything other than that. So, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm like die hard. There, there's other. I mean, there's other movies that I have. Because first, I, I like a quiet place better horror aspect. I thought it just oh, had better yeah. writing, sound design, acting. Oh, all bit around, just a little bit better than Halloween. Because Halloween, you knew what you were gonna get. Um, that that that's what the sort of other problem with me. You knew what you were going to get in Halloween. You knew you were going to get an unstoppable human being or whatever the hell he is. Just <laughs> killing people and teenagers. Like, yeah. It's pretty straightforward. At least in a quiet place, you know that if you make a sound, you, you're not going to die. But 
in the movie they go to explain like, oh, if your sound is covered by even more sound, like the waterfall scene, then you can talk. I'm just like, all right, that's pretty interesting. But other than yeah. Well, it seems like definitely the number nine pick is uh, up definitely a little for discussion. But, I mean, Halloween, this movie was super, super popular. Um, The fact that I believe we're getting a sequel to it. So I think that from what I've heard, because, again, I suck. I didn't see the movie yet. And I just hear, like, really good things about it. So... Um, I think it's fair that Halloween is on this list. So we have number nine as Halloween. Um, I'm going to take number eight spot. And I think that this choice is probably going to also uh, spark a little bit of debate. But I only really pick it because, A, it was kind of a surprise uh, hit. And it's doing so freaking well even right now. So my number eight is going to be Venom. And I know that that's probably not going to be a lot of people's choices, but if you think about it, um, going into the theater, how much people were, the critics were saying how bad it was, um, how we were hearing, like, really terrible things about Venom, and it's now made more money than any Spider-Man movie. I personally really liked it. I went in there with super low expectations, expecting to not like it at all, only going there for the Tom Hardy fan service, and walked away with really enjoying uh, that movie. So I really can't even um, uh, say anything bad, really, about other than the fact that, you know, the CGI was a little questionable, and... Uh, it was short. It was really short. I think, you know, when I looked at my phone, it was almost under two hours. So maybe that was like one of the critiques I'm going to have about it. But I'm going to put my number eight as Venom just because you can't deny that it's been a huge financial success this year. Um, So I know that probably I'm going to get a little bit of disagreement from you guys. I'm going to shoot over to Kevin first to see what he thinks about my uh, my number eight pick. All right, so I just saw Venom for the um, this past week, and I've got to say that it was it was just very. I I had to take a big sigh because I was just like, what. <laughs> Like, I think the majority of the film, it was, I was just like, what am I watching? Like, what is this? Um, I, it was, I mean, I, I, I yeah, um, I, it's hard to put into words, like, how I feel about it, because it is a Marvel movie, and I, I do love, like, all Marvel movies. It's not an MCU movie, but it's a Marvel movie, so I, I'm still going to show it love. Um, I mean, the acting was really good. I liked I liked the guy that um played Riot. I don't know what his name is, but um he, and he Riz was like Ahmed. The, like, yeah, yeah, Riz Ahmed. I liked him. I thought he was really good. And and I mean Tom Hardy did a very good job. Tom Hardy's a very good actor, so he he did do a very good job. Um the CGI was just was like you said, Tia, it was um not there. 
the scenes where like he transforms from Eddie Brock to Venom was just like yikes. And I mean that one scene in the when he's in the gas station and like it's half his face and he's like, We are Venom I was like, Okay, like that's pretty cool but like it it looked it gave me vibes of Henry Cavill's uh Justice League mustache. Like it was just like <laughs> uh yikes. <laughs> um but I mean the action was pretty dope and like that scene like the part well it but when the two Wright and Venom are like they're at the end and they're going at it. Um I mean that was that was pretty crazy. Um and then it has like an emotional factor. Like I thought like the end like I thought he was gone like for good and I was like, Oh damn, like this is kinda sad. Um, cause like I was starting to like him, but then I think my biggest gripe, and I said this to my cousin, cause we all watched it here, said to my cousin, I was like, my biggest thing with this movie is that it's cool and all, but like it all takes place in like one night. Like there's no time. There's, there's like no time frame per se. Like the majority of the movie from the time that he gets that symbiote, it like literally takes place. Like it's like one day. I'm like, this is all happening in one night, like all of this. Um, but I mean, yeah, I, I liked it. I didn't, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. I, it was just good. But you, you, like you said, you can't deny. I mean, it's still. I saw the tweet earlier this, this morning that like it, I was surprised it's still out in theaters and it's like still banging in some big bucks. Uh, still. So I mean, hey, kudos. Maybe we'll. Maybe we'll get to see Venom against Tom Hardy Spider-Man. Or not Tom Hardy, Tom that, Holland Spider-Man. That would be amazing, have the two Toms together. I think that Tom Hardy and Tom Holland would work really well across from each other. And, again, it's not to say that Venom didn't have its flaws. Um, I didn't even realize that it took place really over one night, um, which is crazy. And as you you know, we've been saying the CGI left something to, you know, be desired. I think hopefully with the, all the money that they're making, um, if they move forward with a sequel, which I think they are, that they put that towards making the CGI a little better. Um, mm-hmm. Ryan, what do you think about uh, my top eight choice? Venom was enjoyable. That's it. Uh, I'm just going to say enjoyable. It wasn't terrible, but it was nowhere good at the same time. <laughs> The movie was funny as hell. I will give it that. It made me laugh in the ways I didn't know I could laugh about certain things. The movie was so just it. It wasn't new. It wasn't uh, vibrant, intelligent. The Riz Ahmed was honestly the worst part of the movie for me. His acting was like he was really? a super serious guy, <laughs> but when you put him next to Tom Hardy and he's a small, little thin thing. And he tries to just act like he's the shit or something next to Tom Hardy who's looking at him like he'll rip his throat out. I'm just like, dude, what the fuck am I watching? And then, well, what was it? There was a, a scene. Oh, that's it. When he, Eddie X Venom, why he, why he came here. And he said, because I'm like you. We're both losers. Uh, I it was the funniest <laughs> fucking line. But it was so dumb at the same time. I'm just like, is this really the excuse they're using because they're losers? 
that's why he came here. And I'm just like, what the fuck is this movie? And then they go, they have the whole chase scene in the forest. And Venom uses Eddie's friend, who is another problem with the movie. He had no reason to be in the movie. I didn't. Even, I thought they were brother and sister before they said they were dating. Honestly, and then the whole awkward him making out with the Venom. Oh my god, it was so weird. It made me cringe. I, and I went with my uncle to see this, and it made me cringe. I'm just like, what the fuck are they doing? Oh, am I watching a Venom porno? That's where I thought this is going. <laughs> the movie was so it, short. <laughs> It was, so it was short. almost as short as yeah. Red I mean, <laughs> the, the oh ending was so absurd. I mean, I don't want to spoil it, but like the whole rocket part of them, just like, what the fuck is wrong with the people that made this movie? Do, do they not know how to make a screenplay? And then, like, I'm excited, but I'm not excited to see Carnage in the next movie. I'm excited because it's Carnage, but then I'm not excited because they're going to be so restricted to him. They can't show blood. They can't curse. They can't do anything. And that's going to be their hugest flaw. Yeah. The movie was, oh, was just invisible, though. That's the worst part. There's so many things I can name wrong with it, but the jokes in Tom Hardy were the things that brought it back. I Hopefully, they'll you know, be able to touch upon what people are kind of, you know, saying about the movie for the second one. And I do hope that, I don't know, Woody Harrelson gets a better wake or something like that. I mean, hopefully. But um, (laughs) um, moving along from there. So number 10 is Free Solo. Number nine is Halloween. Number eight is Venom. Uh, I'm going to... you know, scoop back over to Ryan for the number seven. Number seven. This is another one I don't think you guys have seen. If you did, I'd be impressed. Annihilation. It came out back in, like, oh February. Oh, God. Oh, Ryan. <laughs> oh, my God. What, do you not like it or something? Oh, you know what? You, I, I, I want to hear you your opinions first. on it, Ryan. Right, you go so, first, not, buddy. So first off, I didn't like Ex Machina, so I, I was kind of like on the edge of like, do I want to see this movie? Because I watched it once, and I didn't find it enjoyable at all. I thought the movie was boring. I'm one of those people with Oscar Isaac where I can take it or leave it with him. There's some things I enjoy him in, and there's some other things that I just didn't enjoy him in. And Ex Machina and Annihilation are the two movies I didn't enjoy him in, by the way. So... As I digress, I I don't like um what's her name either Amy and Amy Adams um what's the chick's name Natalie but, Portman uh, Natalie Portman yeah I'm not one for Natalie Portman either but it also had a a pretty good cast it had Gina Rodriguez it had Tessa Thompson and it had that other white chick I wish she had a name but she's in another show I watch and um. Oh no, this movie was fucking beautiful. I'm sorry, but if you say otherwise, then pack your bags and leave. This movie was just like some shit I've never seen before. Um, the the giant wall that was separating them from the other world just was I like I wanted to lick it. I don't know why. It was like a magical rainbow icicle and I wanted to lick it. Don't ask me why, that's not the point. But as I'm saying, 
The story writing was fantastic. It, really, it kept me on the edge, like, what the hell is going on? And I, I will admit the ending, if you guys haven't seen it, got kind of, like, boring and repetitive after, like, 20 minutes. But then after, but, like, before that, it was awesome. And then watching each character, I wouldn't say necessarily die, but, like, some of them just sort of just, like, disappeared was awesome. So, like, with Tessa Thompson's character, they're in the little garden field, and then they're like, why do these look like people? And then you realize those are actual people that turned into flowers. You're like, bro, what the hell are they doing here? And then you have the the half bear, half skull-looking thing. Jesus Christ. I was sitting in the theater in that scene. I never, I didn't know it was coming. And I went with Mom to see it, because me and Mom seen these movies. And I was clinging on to them, dude. I... I've never felt so intense, the intensity in a scene before. Then there's three girls being tied, or four girl, girls being tied up with a grizzly bear that moans people's sorrows out of its mouth instead of like, but instead it's like people crying and asking for help from all the victims. And I'm just, I'm just like, bro, this is brilliant. The movie was brilliant. The script was brilliant. The character development was a little off. Um, I didn't really dig the relationship between Natalie Portman and Oscar Isaac. Like I said, Oscar Isaac, take it or leave it with him. Uh, I might need to get into the whole Star Wars debacle with him, but um, other than that, great screenwriting. The character writing could be better, but the movie was visually amazing. And I thought it was worth its money. And it was, I wanted to put it on this list because it was something that I've never seen before. And. I thought it was pretty ingenious of a movie, in my opinion. Um, I'm gonna say one thing. I'm gonna say oh, I'm gonna God. say one positive thing. I kind of liked that Natalie Portman was so badass in it, and I do love Tessa Thompson. So anything that she's in, I'll praise up and down. But and I don't know if I could really say this on air, but we curse all the time, so I feel like it's okay. I was high when I watched Annihilation, and yes. that and that bear thing, like I couldn't sleep the all night because it because it was so crazy. But yes. it's like it's like that one scene where it's like Natalie Portman and like the light version of her. I don't know what the fuck was going on in it. I was like, I don't know if it's because of the state of mind that I'm in or if it's because this is the actual movie, but what the hell am I watching? It was the trippiest shit that I've ever seen. I was like, I don't know what I'm watching right now. And I really, I don't, it's like, I feel bad, Ryan, but this movie was kind of on my, like, top ten worst movies. Um, but <laughs> I, I was just like, what the fuck am I watching right now? I don't even know. I don't even know what Annihilation was about, really. I was like, everyone's dying. That's pretty much what it is. Um, but I'm not going to go too much into it. I want to hear what. Kevin has to think about Annihilation. Oh man! Literally, I saw this movie with my one of my one of my best friends, and he fell through about halfway through the movie. He was out, like he was snoring. We saw it at like middle of the afternoon, and he was out like a light. Um, and 
I sorry Ryan, but I hated this movie. Like I got, I walked out of the theater and I was like, I looked at him and I was like, I'm tempted to ask for my money back because this sucked. <laughs> like, okay, that's that, that, that's a bit, bit like much. start I, to finish, that I I I literally like the end. What the hell? Like <laughs> so the end of the end of the movie when she's dancing with that robot thing, like. I I was like it like my mind was I like I can't even put into words what I was thinking. I was just like, What am I watching? Like is it is this like a ballet movie? Like is this the climax of the movie? Is it, it's a ballet? Like what? Um and I mean like the end, the very end when she opens her eyes and she's got like the gleam in her eye and I was like, What? Like what? Like this I mean I, I will say that the bear scene was pretty intense, and I thought that was, I mean, that was the best part of the movie, without a doubt, was the bear scene. And, and I'm with you, Ryan. I was a little creeped out. I was scared uh, with that. But, like, aside from that, I, I don't know. Like, I was like, why was this movie made? Like, what is the point of this movie? I, I don't I don't get it. I Normally, like, I go to movies and I come out and I'm like, okay, I learned something. I, I, You know, this was a good performance, whatever. And I love Natalie Portman. And I was like, I would watch The Phantom Menace, Natalie Portman and The Phantom Menace, ten times before I watch this again. Like, Okay, buddy. You know what? That, that's a bit much. That is a bit much. <laughs> it was, oh, yeah. gag. But you know yeah, what? I've I've been on this show for three times now, and I've learned that me and you we just we we agree to disagree. This for the most part, too, man. I know you'd agree with me on this. I know you would. You know what, oh, you're me. number I'm one. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna tweet him about this. Uh, no, not Chris. Uh, I didn't. Oh my god. <laughs> I just, yeah, you know, it, it was it was it wasn't my thing. <laughs> it, it's that's kind of like though I think the great uh part about this whole uh top ten series is that we do have choices that sometimes we all agree on and then some that we don't agree on, but we could all just sit here to agree to disagree. So um. If Ryan really liked Annihilation, then, you know, number seven goes to him. It's Annihilation because that's what he enjoyed. And I'm not going to take that away from him. So number number seven is the Netflix it, movie Annihilation. What did you say? <laughs> well, oh all right. So, uh, <laughs> You know, let's do uh, number six is going to go over to Kevin. Number six, uh, Kevin, what is your number six? I can't talk today, um, apparently. You said Netflix movie. I LOL'd. Um, I'm going to go with my number six as uh, one that actually just came out, Mary Poppins Returns. Um, oh, my I love Mary Poppins Returns. I thought it was really good. Um, it gave me vibes. Now, let me preface it by saying this. Like, I love Disney. So, like, I'm a big Disney guy. So, obviously, I think um, most of the Disney movies that they put out, I really like. Um, 
and I w- I'm a big Mary Poppins fan as well. Um, I love the original, and I get, I think this one gave me a lot of um, callbacks to the original. I'm trying to say as much as I can without spoiling it because I know a lot of people haven't seen it. It literally came out like four days ago. Um, but uh, there's a couple of scenes that really stood out to me. Um, I mean, when you see it or if you see it, I don't know if you're going to see it or whatever, but um, uh, the, like, the vase scene whenever you see it you'll 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 understand um it gave me a lot of like vibes of that 1960s animation um that mary poppins the original mary poppins had um the like it, i loved how the penguins were in it um from the original movie that's not spoiling anything because that was in the trailers um and I love seeing Dick Van Dyke in it again. Uh, his scene was really great. I mean, there was honestly a couple of times in the movie where I was drawn to tears because it was like, you know, this is like literally called back from the original movie and, and seeing, you know, Mary Poppins, seeing Emily Blunt fly down as Mary Poppins. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like that's Mary Poppins. Like, this is crazy. I mean, I remember the first time I saw Mary Poppins, I was like, all right, well, Julie Andrews is like the best Mary Poppins. You know, nobody else can play Mary Poppins, period. And I think Emily Blunt, like, knocked it out of the park as it. Um, as her, she was amazing. Um, Lin-Manuel Miranda, though, I think this was like, I hope this is something, this is a movie that will get him a lot more roles in, like, big, major, major motion movies um, because he was amazing in this movie. Um, you know, and I really like him as an actor. I like him in I like him in Hamilton. I like him, you know, as a singer, as a songwriter. Um, you know, and and he was just he 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 was amazing. Um, I mean, the movie's up for a bunch of Golden Globe awards already. It's up for a couple of Oscars. Um, I'm sure it's going to be up for more. I wouldn't be surprised if it was up for Best Picture, honestly, and I wouldn't be surprised if Emily Blunt was up for Best Actress. Um, because she was amazing. Um, but yeah, uh, when, when I saw the movie, um, how it was up for those many, that many awards, I was like, maybe it's just hype or whatever. But then I actually saw it and I was like, okay, yeah, putting aside my Marvel bias, this was like, it was beautiful. The acting was amazing. The songwriting was perfect. Um, yeah, I, I really, I really liked this movie. So I, I think it deserves a spot on here on the list. It's funny that you mentioned Mary Poppins, Kevin, because before the show started and before you came on, Ryan and I were literally just talking about this movie because I haven't seen it, but Ryan has. And we were both uh, kind of pondering why, you know, there was almost a need to do another Mary Poppins. Um, So Mm -hmm. because I haven't seen the movie, I'm not going to comment too much on it. I'm going to let Ryan uh, take it away with this. All right. First off, this movie didn't need to be made. No, it just didn't need to. Second off, the only really good part was Lynn Manuel Miranda. My dude, I don't know what it is about his smile, but it made me happy. I'm not going to lie. I don't know why. His singing voice was was really good. was really, really good. And the, the movie just didn't make sense. I'm so sorry. This is not a spoiler, but there's a scene at the end of the movie where they're climbing up a clock tower with a bunch of mini ladders. There's no way those things did not break. 
I don't care what movie universe you're in, <laughs> those things should have break with the amount of people on there. And he should have fallen to his death. But you know what? It's Mary Poppins, y'all. Nothing bad it's Mary, Poppins. <laughs> it's Mary Poppins. It's Mary Poppins. And then it, I, I felt like that whole scene was wasted for a whole comedic thing of him trying to get up the scene of the clock tower when she literally is just like, oh, my God, this is taking so long, and then just went up herself. I'm just like, you, you, you made me sit here for like an extra five minutes to watch him almost kill himself and laugh about it at the end <laughs> when you could have just fallen up there safely? Congratulations. Teaching children suicide prevention 101. But other than that, I mean, they sang so many songs, I started to lose track of what they were saying in the songs. It's, it's a and very I, I mean, musical. I, it's a musical, but like, it's, every single fucking problem was solved with the song. It actually made me believe that I should go to people that I don't like and start singing to them and be like, can we be friends now? <laughs> and maybe it'll fix everything. Maybe it might just fucking fix everything. And the, the thing I am thoroughly impressed with was a 94-fucking-year-old Vic, Dick Van Dyke dancing on a table. That is the only thing I am thoroughly impressed about, that he didn't break a back or a limb or anything. That was pretty I'm, shabby. I'm curious how many times, like, they, like you said, he's 94, and, like... Yeah, I know. The way that he busts those moves, I mean, he looks like he's, like, 24. So I was like, dang, dude. Like, surely they didn't make you do that that many times. Let me ask you, Ryan, since you did see it, did this was did you like that very, very ending scene, like, the very end when they're, like... Oh, the balloon scene? Oh, my yeah. God. So I, I, I saw this with my dad and my uncle. And I, as every person's going up with the balloon, I whispered my uncle, I'm like, what the fuck is this? Okay, okay. Because I hate it. It was I so was the stupidest thing. <laughs> so dumb. I'm sorry. I I know it's supposed to be a Disney movie and all that, but I gotta criticize it for that one specific part too. It was yeah. so absurd. Everyone was flying yeah. on balloons, and I'm just like, bro, they one they can all just fall right now. There's no way that thing is keeping their body weight, no matter what the fucking magic is. Their yeah. bodies are being perfectly still, like they're on stilts or something. I'm just like, what the hell? And I didn't even, personally, I didn't like the song they sang either. I didn't think it was that catchy. I didn't either. That's, no. That's, a, that's another bad thing with this movie, is the songs didn't live up to the, like, the catchiness of the original Mary Poppins. <laughs> like, the songs in this were fine. They were good. But, like, there was nothing that made me, like, rhythm out to it a little bit or, like, beat my feet to it or start singing along. And all the songs were just, like, some of them were just, like, really fucking depressing. Like, in the beginning with uh, Michael Banks and going through the attic, and I was just like, oh, mm-hmm. God, dude. Jesus Christ, way to kill a fucking moose. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you didn't like that ending, though, because I didn't like it either. I was like, oh, okay, this I'm is glad we're on the same miserable. Team. But Manuel Miranda was my favorite part about the movie. His character Jack. Yeah. Wait, great. Can I say one more thing about Jack? You remember the scene when the bank's children and Mary Poppins were going back from the bank um, at night and they were lost, and and Jack just just so happened to appear out of nowhere and just like follow the light, follow the light, follow the light. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the fuck? Pervert much. That gave me uh, vibes of the Chim Chimneys. Uh, yeah, 
They gave me the two what... scene from the movie, the first one. Yeah. That's that's what that's it reminded me of. Like, the oh dang. Yeah, that's that's yeah. that's where that one took me. But yeah, yeah, the ending, the ending was rather horrible. <laughs> you guys make me want to like go back and watch the original Mary Poppins just because it's been so long. I actually saw Mary Poppins on Broadway, and I have yeah, to say I, I really disliked it. I thought it was Thank boring you. as shit. So Thank that's you. just my opinion. Um. I want to say I even, like, walked out on it at one point, but maybe it's just because I was, like, a teenager, and I was like, Ma, let's just go get lunch or something like that. I don't even want to stay here. It's just boring. But um, uh, Mary Poppins with Emily Blunt, I mean, if anyone out there also has seen it, I'd love to know uh, your opinions on this just because it really seemed like this is kind of um, an unexpected hit. It's doing really well in the box office, like better than Disney uh, movie. It's it's better. It's doing better than I think even into the Spider-Verse, which you know, everyone's raving about. So, um, Mary Poppins is definitely. What do you say? We're not talking about Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse yet. Just hold your horse. All right. All right. Don't mess. Okay. Hold, I'm going to hold my horses. So, uh, number six is Mary Poppins. I guess I'm doing number five. Um, I feel like all of my picks are kind of like superhero movies that I really don't mind that at all um i'm gonna pick uh deadpool 2 to be my number five (laughs) i really enjoyed this movie really quick story with this and i feel bad but i had to go see it a second time because the first time i went to the movie there was like this really really annoying fucking guy in the movie theater who would like not stop laughing, like, during the whole entire movie, which I understand it was funny, but it was, like, one of those, like, obnoxious laughs, and it's like, dude, you don't need to, like, laugh that loud, and his, like, girlfriend the whole time was, like, really into it, and I was like, man, if that was my boyfriend, I would tell him, like, yo, can you, like, keep it down a second, like, everyone is really annoyed during this whole shit, like, he would even laugh when, like, Vanessa died, which it's like, that's not funny, but anyway, Deadpool 2 was great. I loved this movie. I love the action in it. I love the fact that we had kind of like a more expanded uh, team with this because it's like in the first one, we only had Deadpool, Colossus, and Negasonic Teenage Warhead, which was great. Don't get me wrong. Like, love the character Colossus. Love Negasonic. Um, I'm going to plug myself a little here. I got to speak with Brianna Hildebrand last week. She's an absolute sweetheart, and I just love her in that role. But we had in Deadpool 2 um, – uh, Domino, Cable. I love seeing Josh Rowland as Cable. I thought Zazie Beats um, pretty much stole the show. It, it should have been called Domino at that point, not even Deadpool 2, just because she was so amazing in it. I really liked the action sequences. I love the fact that they hyped up the X-Force forever and then killed them within like two fucking seconds. I thought that was an amazing like kind of 
dig at the whole Hollywood trying to constantly make, you know, with their movies. Um, I just thought the whole entire, I can't even think of the words right now, but the whole entire movie was kind of a sarcastic uh, dig at, so many Hollywood tropes that I appreciated. So I know that some people have their opinions on it. I literally, as I was saying this, got a message from Kevin. Um, so I'm going to give it over to Kevin to let, so that he could tell everyone what he just messaged me about Deadpool 2. And I'm going to put you on the spot here, Kevin. My exact words were LMAO. Deadpool 2 was my fourth worst movie of the year. What? Um, <laughs> I, I don't know if it was just like the hype behind Deadpool 1 and how Deadpool 2 just didn't live up to it or if, or if it was the hype of seeing like Deadpool with the X-Force and seeing them all together and then like Tia said them literally dying in like two minutes of being on screen like I get how I mean I get like a lot of people like that but I was like what the fuck dude like why'd you do that (laughs) like I was genuinely genuinely, like I was looking forward to Terry Crews in this movie and now he's dead like what is this Um, I mean it was, the, I'm not going to, like, bash it. Josh Brolin was great. I thought it was a little weird for me to see um, him as Thanos, like, two weeks earlier and then see him as Cable, like, two weeks later. I was like, you were just purple, and you just snapped, and, like, half the population disappeared. Like, what is this? Um, so, I mean, that was a little weird for me. I, I kind of wish they would have cast somebody else as that. But, and then, like, two weeks later, he was in Sicario. I was like, what? <laughs> like, what are you doing, <laughs> But, it was kind of um, the year for Josh Brolin, I guess. Literally, he it was, was everywhere. But, um, I will say the one thing that I really did like about this movie was the post-credit scene, um, with him like going back all like. Wait, did you all say he did or didn't? I loved uh, yeah. it. I thought that was hilarious. Like I Killing loved Davey that. Hitler. I I oh my god like I thought well, I, I fucking laughed so hard at that when he, when when he, he was, was just this, like uh, killing like all the versions of himself that sucked oh my god that shit was so funny to me it was hilarious I I was dying like I thought I was like okay like if the whole movie was like this then yeah I would I would have been it would have been the great. whole movie was like that though what's your problem. Uh, I thought it was another thing that I, I, I mean, because it was my fourth worst movie of the year, but like, honestly, like the only movies that like I really, really hated was Annihilation and Jurassic World. So, I mean, I didn't really hate Deadpool 2. (laughs) I had to throw that dig in there for you, Ryan. Um, I didn't really hate Deadpool 2. Um, I just didn't like it as much as everybody else did. Um, but I mean, I liked it, like the little celebrity cameos, Brad Pitt being the Vanisher, uh, Matt Damon as the other redneck. I was like, ah, funny. There's there's Brad the Pitt for a point two seconds. Um, I mean, so, I mean, it was, Kevin's. Yeah. I, I was gonna say Kevin's not in the minority here. I was talking with some of the other guys from Geek Vibes Nation yesterday, and they all kind of had like the same opinion that they really 
didn't dig uh, Deadpool 2 as much as Deadpool 1. Um, I thought the constant, like, joke about dubstep was hilarious. I just, I love that movie. I thought it was great. Was it better than the first one? I don't think so. I, I liked the first one a lot, but I still really enjoyed Deadpool 2. And I'm sorry to cut you off there, Kevin. No, you're fine. <laughs> Um, so, Ryan, do you agree or disagree with uh, Kevin's opinions here? I mean, I don't think I'll, I'll ever agree with Kevin's opinions at this point now, but <laughs> I do, I was going to put Deadpool 2 on my best series, too, but I I didn't want to fill it with superhero movies. So, I'm just like, I really hope someone else says it, and you blessed my soul when you said Deadpool 2. <laughs> this movie was fucking hilarious. I was crying when the whole uh, X-Force team died off. I've never cried like that in a theater before, and it felt so amazing because it was so out of left field. They are hyping up, we're going to be gender neutral, X-Force. And then they all died. And I'm just like, Chris just pissed me off. He said he's, it, that Annihilation sucks, but that's besides the point. Um, uh, that's besides the point. Um the, the whole killing baby Hitler in the post-credit scene was hilarious. Killing Ryan Reynolds, making Green Lantern, and Wade Wilson in X-Men Origins. Just, hey, guys, yep, sorry, man. I'm just fixing the timeline. Uh, yeah, see you later. It was fucking – the movie was as meta as it possibly could get between his baby penis, Cable, a little New Zealand-Australian – Boy with some anger issues that's a little heated, I guess you can say. Ha ha, pun intended, because fire fist heated. Okay, not the point, but the movie was awesome. I thought it, I, I think I'm the only person who enjoyed it more than the first one, but that's just me. I, uh, I'm gonna say like one more thing about the movie really quick. First of all, I do agree with Kevin that. I really wanted to see uh, more Terry Crews. I was really excited for his character. I was like, he looks badass. He's definitely going to kick some ass in this movie, which he never ended up doing. But I thought it was hilarious that they killed off Bill Skarsgård. And that's not any sort of, like, dig at Bill. I really like him. I think that he's an amazing actor. I like all his shit. But if you think about it, he's kind of like the it boy right now, or at least, like, you know, was in 2017. It's like he was kind of everything with the whole It movies. Uh, people, you know, loved him and were, like, super excited that he was going to be in Deadpool 2. People were like, oh, my God, Bill Skarsgård is going to be in it. He's the It guy. He's Pennywise. He, uh, you know, said, I think, in a previous interview that he never really wanted to be in a superhero movie. So the fact that we were getting him in Deadpool 2 was, like, big, and then they kill him off in, like, two seconds. I I thought that was fucking hilarious. But So that's going to be what I'm going to say about Deadpool 2 um, as our number five, just to kind of go – through it again, uh, number 10 is Free Solo, 9 is Halloween, 8 is Venom, 7 is Annihilation, 6 is Mary Poppins, 5 is Deadpool 2. We're going to swing back around to Ryan so that he can give us his uh, number 4. 
Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse on flower. <laughs> oh, that's why he told me to pump my brakes. <laughs> yes. That was my next one. I was so This movie was fucking fantastic. It was great. The original song Sunflower by Posey Maloney was so ca- is so catchy that it's ridiculous. The art style for this movie was fantastic. I love the the fact that they went for a more comic book esque look for it. And when I was watching the movie, I'm like, is this Johnson the like the like Earth One Spider Man two? I didn't even realize that was Chris Pine until someone told me after the movie, like. Holy shit! That was they got Chris Pine for this movie too. They got Nick Cage. They got Jake Johnson. I'm just like they even got Lee Schreiber to play fucking Kingpin, and I'm just like, bro, this is an amazing cast with amazing writers, amazing visual design, and the comedy was just spot on with Peter Porker, Spider Ham, um, and I just loved the whole scene when um Miles was like becoming the Spider-Man when he first put on the black suit and he jumped off the building taking the quote-unquote leap of faith like he was told to do. And the the whole scene was awesome. I'm just like, you know what? I could be Spider-Man too. Hell yeah. I mean, if I jump off a 20-story building and die, it's not my problem. But yeah, I can totally do this without a doubt. And it was amazing. I've never had so much fun watching an animated movie. And I'm not that big into animated movies either. And I love this animated movie. It was so fun. Everyone just seemed like they had a great time. And I, I will say, I, I think it did get a little convoluted with all the different dimensions coming into foreplay. But it didn't get convoluted to the point where it actually annoyed me. But other than that, I thought the movie was really good. The voice acting was awesome. Jake Johnson was hilarious. And I loved all the spider and men and women that they chose for this movie. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, like, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, I know that, like, I, I haven't seen it. I know. I stuck. Like, everything that oh, we've been talking yeah. about, it's like, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I have not seen uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. It looks amazing. Um, Kevin, have you have you seen it? I have not, no. What? Oh, <laughs> we both suck. <laughs> <laughs> No, I uh, I chose to go see uh, my my the next movie on our list twice. Yeah, we all know it's Aquaman. You don't gotta tell us. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you next night. Don't you worry. Um. Well, all right. So Kevin and I definitely have some homework that we need to do in watching Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. Um, quick uh little like tidbit here. I had heard that they had considered getting Toby Maguire to voice Peter Parker. Yeah. Is that something that like the two of you would have liked to see? First of all, I wouldn't have cared because I wasn't a huge fan of his Peter Parker, more so the Spider Man, but that's my opinion. To be Tom Holland so you can just stick around stick the same Spider Man in each one. Instead of moving around, having yeah. three different people playing Spider-Man, I just let, let Tom Holland be Spider-Man for everything. It was funny. I was watching this morning, like one of those, you know, like movie tidbit uh, documentary list YouTube shit, whatever. 
and they were showing clips from the first Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire, and I was sitting there, and I was like, wow, I forget how terrible the effects were, because it was, what, like, early 2000 or something like that, and I forgot, like, oh, shit, yeah, which, I mean, makes sense that, obviously, they wouldn't have the technology that they have, you know, during Spider-Man Homecoming, but seeing the clips of the first Spider-Man, I'm like, it definitely looks a little dated. I would have to go back and watch the whole movie to see, like, how I feel about it now, all these years later, but it definitely was, like, kind of really shocking to watch the clips because it's not how I remember it at all. So, but I still think it would be pretty cool if they got Tobey Maguire to at least cameo in one of the movies. I'm not saying reprise his role as Peter Parker. He's older now. We love Tom Holland, but it would still be hilarious if he was, I don't know, a store clerk or something that Tom Holland's Peter Parker bought something off of. I think that would be hilarious, just like a little so, callback. One little fact. This isn't like really a spoiler or anything, but um, that was Stan Lee's cameo. He played a comic book store owner in the New York City, and he gave Miles Morales a Spider-Man comic Stan Lee's cameo in the movie was him uh, being a comic book store owner and giving a Spider-Man comic to Miles Morales. Oh, that makes me so sad. <laughs> oh, that, I, the next like Marvel movie is just gonna kill us all with that Stan Lee like tribute at the end, probably. But um. So, all right, so Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is the number four, which I think that those who have seen it would definitely agree that it belongs on this list. Um, So, all right, cool. Uh, Kevin, I have homework to do with that. And speaking about Kevin, we're going to swing around to number three, and it's going to be Kevin's pick. Yeah, so this is the last movie that I have to say. And we already know what it's going to be. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I loved it. Oh, my gosh. I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it right now. Like, oh, Aquaman was so freaking good. I I mean, literally, I came, I I got to see it early. So I got to see it like two weeks before it came out. And uh, I saw it then came out and I was like man this is amazing it might be better than like it's probably my second best movie of the year but then part of me was like okay maybe it's the recency bias of seeing it so I went and saw it again and I saw it again and I was like yup it's that good um it's so like literally start to finish best DC movie since the dark knight quote me on that three times better than wonder woman better than justice league better than suicide squad better than batman Versus well, Superman, better than Justice League. Better than Justice League and Suicide Squad really isn't helping my case. <laughs> I'm just naming all the DC movies that's come out since The Dark Knight. Okay. Uh, <laughs> better than better than all of them. Like literally, uh, so good. Um, Jason Momoa. Superman. Oh yeah, that's, yeah that's, for sure. The high road you're um, taking there, buddy. Better than Wonder Woman, and everybody was like, "Oh, Wonder Woman's amazing." And I thought Aquaman was like three times better than Wonder Woman. Um, literally, 
Jason Momoa, to me, is like how Robert Downey Jr. was born to play Tony Stark, in my opinion. Jason Momoa was killed it. Um, and Amber Heard as Mira, God, like Amber Heard needs to be in more movies because, number one, she's beautiful, but, like, number two, she's an amazing actress, too. She was amazing in this movie. Um, so good. Um, the only gripe that I had with it was uh, Black Manta, how he was used. I, I don't think it was, like, it wasn't. Um, the trailers, I think, make it feel like he has a bigger role than he actually does. Um, his role is really not that big. However, Patrick Wilson as a villain, I've never seen Patrick Wilson as a villain before. I've only seen him in The Conjuring. Him as a villain was so good. Um, literally, like, there's people out there like an or like started a Reddit subreddit like Orm did nothing wrong and you know they're calling him an anti-hero. I would say maybe he's an anti-hero after you see That's the movie, Ryan. You might be. Makes me curious. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's a hero. I don't think he. May, he maybe is not a villain, but like the little turn there at the end, um, that you'll see it. Um, I think that paved the way for him to maybe be an anti-hero in the future, kind of like how Loki is with Thor is what I've seen it compared to. Um, I mean, there's for sure going to be an Aquaman too because the movie is bringing in bank. Um, I know uh, we just tweeted that it's supposed to it should reach 100 million by Christmas Day um, in the United States. So, I mean, it won the holiday box office weekend. It won this past weekend, or it's when it, it no, won this weekend. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't surprised. I, I thought maybe Mary Poppins would, but. Once I saw Aquaman, I was like, "Yeah, no, this movie is gonna take the cake." Um, the action is amazing. And an end credit? There's just one mid credit, not an end credit. Okay. Okay. So um, the the action is amazing. Um, I mean, James Wan did a phenomenal job uh, directing this movie. I thought it was so good. Um, literally, like it when I walked out. When I walked in, before I even saw the movie, just looking at the trailers, I was like, this is going to give me vibes of a Black Panther movie, um, but like DC. And when I walked out, I was like, it was better than Black Panther. Like, it was the, the, it, like, I, I really think that like DC took what Black Panther did with Wakanda and how everybody was like, oh, Wakanda is so great. I love Wakanda. It's so beautiful. And they like raised it one of them. I was like, All right, well, Here's Atlantis, boom, and now everybody's like, "Oh my God, like this is great." So, I mean, I can't say enough good things about it. It was, I loved every second of the movie. I thought it was so good. I can't wait to see it again. I'm for sure gonna see it like at least two to three more times. <laughs> wow. Aquaman. I just saw that on Friday, and definitely the best DC movie. I think that DC is really um, trying to learn from their past mistakes in moving forward. But as you said, Jason Momoa is just so fucking good as Arthur Curry because it's like, you know, look at what we've had in the past, you know, as Aquaman, this pasty, like, white, blonde, uh, you know, kind of, like, fits into a box type of person. And you have Jason Momoa who is, like... 
who Jason Momoa is like fucking badass. He's got tattoos everywhere, long fucking hair, scar on his eyebrow. I mean, he is just like badass looking. It's like what you would imagine, like the sea and how like tough it is and shit like that. It was so good. Um, I, I loved it. And as you said, Amber Heard, I almost think that the movie goes to her because she's so badass and her powers are so good Ooh. and like just not what I expected that one scene where she kind of looks around and she sees like the wine pouring out and she realizes that she can use that to her advantage that was so fucking great um that gave me like such great feels um the fighting scenes were awesome there were times where I thought they almost looked something akin to like uh to like a video game so I thought it was like really cool. James Wan just did an amazing, uh, amazing job. As you said, Black Manta felt like they kind of threw him in because he really didn't have a whole lot to do with the plot. I liked his story because it was something, you know, very real. His dad, you know, gets killed and that's like his revenge story. So I get that, but I feel like they either should have not had him in there at all or focused a little bit more on him. Um, if I can say, like, maybe just, like, one bad thing about Aquaman is that I just think that DC has a CGI problem. There were some moments in the movie that were just so fake-looking, and I understand that it's in Atlantis and you're creating this whole new world, and it was gorgeous, don't get me wrong. There were just some scenes that, like, I think what threw me off the most is what threw me off was Orn. Sometimes he just looked like they literally just like super, and I'm sure that's what they did, but they literally just superimposed his head onto a completely like animated body. And that like tripped me up sometimes, like, and the way that their hair so like was so fake in, in the water. And I think that was like the only thing that like distracted me a little during the movie. I just think that I don't know what DC needs to do to get their like CGI budget up but hopefully the money that they make from Aquaman the money that they're going to make from Shazam helps them so that they can like do better effects in the future but that's my only like real critique with Aquaman besides that it was amazing I had such a great time I would definitely love to go back and see it just because it was such a good movie and I really think that if DC is in the hands of people like Jason Momoa, it's going to do a whole lot better. So I totally definitely agree with your like choice here, Kevin. Um, Ryan, have you seen Aquaman yet? No. <laughs> no, no, no. All right. Well, I hope it didn't well, I- spoil anything for you. I, I can I can only give my opinion based off those awfully made trailers. Personally, I didn't like the trailers. I thought the CGI looked sh- 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 shitty, like you just said. And that's like my biggest case with movies like this. I'm gonna judge the CGI a lot when it comes to a movie this massive in CGI scale, because there's no way they can practically do this movie underwater, obviously. But the one thing I'm glad that I saw that they fixed, even though I didn't see the movie from Justice League, was that whole air bubble shit when they needed to talk. That was absurd in Justice League. 
when I saw that, my first worry about Aquaman was, bro, don't tell me this is how they're going to talk in the movie of Aquaman. Two and a half hours of this shit? Oh, my God. This is going to be annoying. But I'm, gl- I'm glad to see they fixed that. And this, <laughs> the CGI in the trailer just looks very shitty. But, like, I, I can't really give too many opinions on it because I'm seeing it later today. Seeing it tonight. So I'll tweet you guys what I think or text you guys. And let you know how shitty what? it was. Well, the thing shitty. is, like, you know, as you said with the, like, air bubbles that they were doing in Justice League, they definitely fixed that because they talked underwater. It was no problem. Yeah, there was a God. few times. There was a few times that, like, Mara did, like, a air bubble for some reason, I guess just in the situation, but it wasn't the whole time. They talked underwater. There was no problem. The, you know what? The, okay. So maybe Kevin can help me with this. That was my one, like, thing I kept, like, I saw it with my mom. I kept turning to her, and I was I was so confused. So people like Aquaman and Mera and uh, William Defoe's character could all, like, talk and breathe, like, on land. But then when you had, like, the soldier guys, that one guy had to, like, go and seek water because he couldn't, like, breathe on land, like, what was the difference? Why could some of them do that and then others couldn't? Um, my best guess is that they wanted to make, like, those guys kind of weaker, per se. Um, I know, like, the easy solution there with, like, Aquaman with Arthur Curry is that his dad's, you know, human and his mom's Atlantean. Um, so I mean that's how that 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 that's, that that would solve that one, um, but like like you said, Willem Dafoe's character can do it. Um, uh, what was his name? Volko. Vol- Vol- Volko. Volko can do it. Um, Mira can do it. And so um, I don't know. Maybe my best guess is that they just want to make like the soldiers weaker per se, and have them to where like to where the Atlantean soldiers just can't invade land. Um, whenever they feel like it, per se, you know? Yeah, that was just, like, my one, like, hang-up, really. But, no, like, Ryan, you're going to really like it. Like, you know, it's a good movie. It's a good time at the movie theater. It's refreshing to see um, DC going in a better direction. Because, as you said, I mean, it's not hard to be better than Justice League, I couldn't stand that movie um but it was better than wonder woman it was definitely better than wonder woman by far i think that it had a lot of like really great qualities um it was just the cgi the cgi was just really the only thing that was distracting for me personally but i still i still liked it i still think that it definitely deserves to be this close um on the list I kind of, like, so I have number two, but I don't know if it's what Ryan's number one is. And I don't want to take away from that if it's what I think it's going to be. Ryan, uh, Ryan's number huh? one starts with an I. Ryan's number one starts with an I. Starts with an I. Spoiler alert. Yeah, so does mine. <laughs> I want Ryan to have that, so... I'm going to change my number two because that's the same one. I think Ryan and I were on the same page. Um, 
And as I said, I don't know why this year I just didn't, like, go to the movies that much unless they were, like, Marvel or DC. So (laughs) my number two is going to be Ant-Man and the Wasp. I'm going to pick that because I want Ryan to have the number one. I don't want to make the thing that starts with an I number two. So Ant-Man and the Wasp is going to be my number two pick. And just because we had just gotten over Avengers Infinity War, which broke all of us. And so we needed something fun. We needed something fun, and Ant-Man is always fun. And not only did we get Scott Lang in all of his glory, you know, enjoying uh, house arrest, you know, they explained that whole thing that happened after uh, Civil War and why Scott Lang wasn't in Infinity War. Well, it was because he was too busy on house arrest. Um, And we got the Wasp and she, like Hope Van Dyne, just looked so amazing in that wasp outfit, she kicked absolute ass. It should have been the wasp and Ant-Man because she completely stole the show for me. I just loved uh, everything, like the way that they especially played in this movie with the going small and then going big to kick, you know, someone's ass and then going small again the fucking hot wheel cars that they could choose to drive at any moment. I thought was just amazing. I just liked the storyline. It was very kind of like heisty. It felt like, and, and I know that it had its problem. It really didn't really have a villain because I don't even count ghost as a villain. Really. I mean, she kind of fizzled out. They could have done a lot more with her, a lot better with her, but that's besides the point. I just really wanted to pick this just because I thought that the wasp was so badass in it. I like the little um, little details that they decided to kind of pay attention to. They had uh, Scott Lang's daughter, Cassie, kind of express the want to become his partner, which I think is definitely foreshadowing to what we could see possibly in the future of the MCU. And the biggest thing that I think I appreciated also in this movie, and I know this is such like a little like nuance, but I loved seeing Hope not only kiss, kick some ass, but as soon as she takes her helmet off, she's like sweaty, her like hair is all messed up, and it's so realistic as opposed to like say Wonder Woman, which you know she she kicks ass and then she just looks flawless. Her hair is like all in place. She has like no dirt on her face at all, and it's just completely unrealistic and so I think that's what I really liked that they did with the wasp in this movie it was just like to me realistic uh Michael Peña was just even funnier than he was in the first movie I really wish we could just have the like journey leading up to Endgame narrated by him um so I I'm going to pick Ant-Man and the Wasp I think that it was a good movie I really enjoyed it and to kind of be like a palate cleanser for after what we experienced in Infinity War. I think it did its job in kind of making us uh, have fun at the movies again. So that's my personal opinion. I'm going to go to to Kevin to see what he thinks about my choice. I actually liked Ant-Man and the Wasp. When when you said a Marvel movie, I thought you were going to go a different way. Um, But I I thought Ant-Man and the Wasp was really good. I didn't see it in theaters, so it didn't get my money, unfortunately. 
Um, but I I did see it. I liked it. I thought it was funny. Um, I thought Michael Pena was amazing. Um, I liked it better than the original Ant-Man. Um, it was my, let's see, where is it at? It was my fifth best movie of the year, um, according to my movie list. Uh, so, I, I mean, I didn't have any complaints with it. I definitely saw Ghost as a little bit more of, like, an anti-hero than a villain. I, I definitely could sympathize with her, not because, like, I have, like, a molecular problem where I disappear or I can go through <laughs> things every now and then, um, but because she just seems be like a lost kind of crazy who, if you were holding that out on us, you know? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> um she just seems like a lost little girl who just like doesn't um who doesn't really have anybody and and trying I mean she's obviously in pain trying to get better and so I mean she needs the part that they need and she needs um Janet Van Dyne to you know fix her. Um so yeah, I mean I I I don't think of her as a villain. Uh I I but I, I liked it. I thought it was a good movie. It did lack a villain. Um the guy who's the who's the guy that's in that the crap the country guy uh, give me two seconds um, who was in like Justified uh, or something like that yeah Sonny Birch Walton Goggins he was stupid yeah he was um, funny <laughs> his, I mean he was funny he uh, his character provided a little bit better of a villain I guess than Ghost but I mean I was like yeah yeah whatever. Um, but yeah, I agree with your assessment, Tia, that it definitely should have been the Wasp and Ant Man because Evangeline Lilly was just she earned her MCU stripes in this movie for sure. Yeah, I would say so. I think that um, I mean, I was excited for her involvement since um, what you may call it since the first one, you know, in that end credit scene when her dad shows her the wasp outfit and she just starts tearing up and saying it's about damn time. Uh, mm-hmm. And seeing her, I just didn't think that it disappointed at all. To me, the the wasp was everything that I could have hoped for. And I'm really upset that we saw her disappearing in the end credit scene because I think that she would definitely be a force to reckon with in the battle in Endgame. So um kind of disappointed by that, but I, I loved her in this movie. Absolutely loved her. Ryan, what do you think? Um, I don't agree with Kevin. The first one was better, in my opinion. Uh, just can get that out here now since me and him can never agree on anything anymore. Um, second of all... <laughs> It should have just been called Ant Man. Why would the Wasp even be in the title? It's so fun. No, let me stop. No, honestly, yeah, it should be called Wasp and the Ant Man because she's more of the hero. And I feel like this whole movie, like um, Paul Rudd Ant Man, was just like very new to it again because he hasn't he hasn't done it in years being Ant Man after the events of Civil War, and he was pretty much rusty the entire movie. And since he had the new suit that. Uh, Hank Pym made, it was just a complete wreck for him, so he kept going, like, up and down, small, big, large, dumb, dumber, stupid, stupid, you know, all that all that good stuff. Um, I didn't like Ghost. I didn't think she was a well-written character. Um, I didn't really buy the whole storyline between her and the Goliath character's relationship, how he was, quote-unquote, supposed to be, like, the father figure to her. Um... And I feel like they used 
Janet Van Dyne as a marketing tool to the point where she was in the movie for maybe two minutes, including the credit and credit scene. And I hate when I hate when movies do that when they try to backpack off of the thing that's in the movie for maybe a short amount of time. And I think not to go back to Aquaman, but I think that'd be a thing I like about the movie is like you said that they showed Black Manta prominent, not too prominently in the trailer, but probably to the point where it seems like that he is not in the movie that often. Like he didn't seem like a character to me that he's in the movie that often. Like you guys said. He's not in the movie that often, so it doesn't bother me. But, like, Janet Van Dyne is prominently shown in the trailers and is always mentioned, like, oh, we're going to get her down. She's even in the fucking poster for the movie, for crying out loud. Like, you would think for a character that's not involved in the movie that much that they would try to hide her a little bit. But, no, they prominently just show her. But the, the, fam- the family dynamic between Scott Lang... Hank Pym and Hope Van Dyne. I, I like it. I, they've always built off that relationship, and I really feel like they are a family. And I don't know why. I mean, I do know why they decided to merge away from the whole relationship between Hope and Scott. But it's just like, holy shit, she got like this vendetta and grudge on her back that there's no letting go of. And I thought I thought it was kind of annoying, but at the end, you you kind of saw at the end like they she was trying to lighten up to him, and then the bitch just gets dust. I'm like, well, that goes bad. Fuck. Okay then. <laughs> and like, I don't know. I I thought the movie wasn't structured too well either. I thought it was poorly structured. If that makes sense. Um, the, I felt like the movie didn't know what it wanted to be. I felt like it wanted to be a family movie about a girl with a in this case a rare. Molecular, molecular disorder, and then you have another story of a mother of a family getting their mother back, and then a story of a guy trying to get back what was his, all at the same concurrent time, and it crossed cross paths at a certain point where I'm just like, holy shit, who am I supposed to be caring about, the girl with the molecular disorder, or the family trying to get their mother back, and honestly... I felt more towards um, the whole Janet Van Dyne story simply because they were building off in the first one, and they didn't just write the ghost character and the Goliath character very well, in my opinion, for me to care enough. So, like, I was waiting for her to just die and me not giving a shit. I was just like, can you just kill her already, please? Thank you. And that's honestly, that's my opinion. You know, not that I want her to die, per se, but I really... I me either. I just didn't care if they killed her. Well, the thing is that I just really, like, throughout the movie, just started not really caring about Ghost's, um, like, story. I thought that her fighting style was cool. You know, they marketed her a shit ton, and I, I was excited. But, first of all, her grudge against Hank, because I just rewatched Ant-Man and the Wasp, like, not too long ago. Her grudge against Hank, to me, was completely uncalled for. I'm like, what did he do? your dad is the one who decided to continue on and do it wrong so that you could start in it so that you could all get sick and everything. And at this point, Hank wasn't involved with shield anymore. So really where does Hank's 
fault come in here, come into play. So that, yes, I do agree. Like her, as, as the story went on, I really couldn't care about her at all. As you said, the story mostly was just about uh, a family trying to get their mother back together. And I'm sorry. I thought it was hilarious when Paul Rudd was acting like Janet was him. Oh my God. It was so funny to me. Yeah. I, I just thought that was hilarious, but, um, all right, so we are towards the end right now, and I'm just going to count down the list a little for everyone. We got uh, number 10 as Free Solo, number 9 as Halloween, number 8 as Venom, number 7 as Annihilation, number 6 as Mary Poppins, number 5 as Deadpool 2, number 4 as Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, number 3 as Aquaman, number two as Ant-Man the Wasp, and we all know what Ryan's number one is going to be. Ryan, take it away. Guys, it's Men in Black International. What can I say about this movie? <laughs> what, what movie do you think you're talking about? Oh, no, that, oh, right. sorry, no, I'm at Infinity War. Sorry, I get them all confused sometimes. Go into <laughs> <laughs> I get too excited when I talk about this movie. I, I don't think I've said anything that has been unsaid already. I said everything there is to say. This movie is fantastic. It is a Marvel masterpiece, I guess you could say. Ha <laughs> ha! Ah, Ryan, you funny bastard. Yeah, I know. Thank you guys. But no, honestly, the movie's fantastic. I give it so much credit just for fitting like all these main characters into a, a fucking two and a half hour movie. And can we talk about how Endgame is supposed to be, like, three hours long, and I'm perfectly fine waiting up till midnight to watch a three-hour-long Avengers movie? Ryan? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I've said everything about this movie that has been said, that, that's been said. It's a fucking masterpiece. It's an amazing movie, and I just want you guys to talk more, because I don't know what to say. <laughs> Listen, Avengers Infinity War definitely takes the number one spot for 2018. Just as I think that, you know, Endgame is going to end up taking the spot for 2019. We've talked about Avengers Infinity War a multitude of times, so I know it sounds like at moments we're repeating ourselves, but the, the feat that the Russo brothers accomplished this movie having all of the characters coming, that's not an easy task because not only are these like years of different characters, you had different directors into all of these movies. So to take what not only the actors have accomplished, the directors, the screenwriters have accomplished and bring them all together and making it seem cohesive, making it seem natural because that's hard. It's easy, you know, it's easy to be like, okay, here actors stand in the same room with each other, but to make it seem authentic that we're not just throwing everyone together to really, you know, see that this is how the story brings everyone in and has them fighting alongside with each other was just fucking brilliant. Um, the CGI was great. You know, it wasn't uh, it wasn't a case like I felt like, you know, with DC where the CGI is questionable or even with Venom. I mean, Thanos looked great. I know that everyone, you know, made fun of his chin for some time, but I I thought it looked great. Um, 
the only, you know, I, I just everything about it was beautiful. The scenes were timed. The scenes were timed well. Everything was so fucking amazing about Avengers: Infinity War, and just that ending. The like what the Russo brothers did to us by doing that shit, like just was unbelievable. There's so many moments in that that you would never think, oh, it's Marvel. They don't kill off their main characters. Then thus, let's kill off half of everyone. It was insane. Um, Kevin, you know, kind of divulge us what, what did you love about Avengers Infinity War? What makes it the best movie in 2018? I mean, what's not to love about this movie? Honestly, I mean, it's it's nowadays it's really hard to make like a perfect movie. Body can agree on that it is like, yeah, this is a perfect movie, and and for the most part, I think everybody's agreed that you know not just us three, but even like everyone on the internet, it's everybody's just like, yeah, this is this is the best movie of 2018. Like, it's not. As soon as it came out, it was like, it's not a contest. This is it. Like, all the other movies in 2018, you're fighting for a second because this is this is it. I mean, it's one thing to release a good movie like Black Panther, like Ant-Man, like Aquaman. It's one thing to release a good movie like that, but none of those movies have a movie that have – none of those movies are a movie that has been building up for 10 years. And I think this that's what – Ultimately, every time I think of Infinity War, I think, you know, maybe if it was like a stand, like it hadn't been building up for 10 years, then maybe it wouldn't be as good as it is. But like, honestly, I've been waiting for this movie for 10 years. I've watched 18 movies waiting, waiting for this moment and, and, you know, going there opening night, seeing it. And, you know, the overall theater experience, everything about it, it was just, it was just, I mean, it was, it's hard to put into words, like, the experience that I, that it was. It was just, you know, the hype around this movie when that first trailer dropped early in the year. Um, you know, I remember Good Morning America released it, and, Everybody was crowded around the TV at the hotel that I worked at, and we were all watching the trailer, and everybody immediately had their opinions. And kind of like I said last week, we, we just sat there and we talked about it. And, I mean, it, it, as it got closer to the movie, it was like, okay, it's it's really happening. And then release date came, and, and that's all that everybody talked about. It was, you know, can you believe that Spider-Man disappeared? Can you believe that Black Panther disappeared? Can you believe that he, they actually did it? That the that the Russos had the balls to actually do the snap? Like, can you believe that? And you know, I mean, you you couldn't you couldn't get on the internet. Um, you couldn't go out in public and not hear somebody talking about Infinity War. It very much gave me the feelings of when The Force Awakens came out. How everybody was like, Star Wars is back. Like, this is it. Um, And, I mean, you know, it was the no contest, you know. It's like, it's like putting in sports terms, it's like putting the New England Patriots going up against like a high school football team. Like, yeah, obviously the New England Patriots are going to win. 
yeah, you put any movie up against Infinity War, obviously it's going to be second place because Infinity War had that 10-year buildup that, you know, and literally the best part about Infinity War to me personally is that they did not go back and explain what happened in the past 18 movies. Like, this was a movie for the fans. Like, if you didn't watch the past 18 movies and you didn't know, you know, what was going on, then that's your fault. Because, you know, this movie was strictly for the fans, and I loved that they did not go back and was like, previously in the past 18 movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, <laughs> like, they dove right in. It was like, all right, shit's about to go down. Like, you know that this is happening. Um, and, I mean, yeah, I, I I loved it. I loved it so much. It was... I mean, I say that Aquaman came close to topping it, but it didn't. I mean, it it didn't. There was nothing that held a candle to Infinity War this year. It was, and and like you said, I think, um, I think Endgame is going to be the same. I don't think it'll be as dominant as Infinity War was this year, just because you have Episode Nine coming out, and I think a lot of people are going to be like Episode Nine. From what I'm hearing about Episode Nine and what I'm seeing, that is going to be a phenomenal movie. Um. So that might contend with it. But, I mean, looking at, you know, what came out this year, we all have our favorite movies that came out and stuff. But, like, the big thing is, you know, franchise movies came out. We didn't get a Fast and Furious movie this year. I know there's people that love the Fast and Furious franchise. Um, The only Star Wars movie that we got was riddled with controversy. Um and, you know, it was a year – we only got one DC movie. It was a year dominated by Marvel. You look at it, the two of the best – you know, honestly, the biggest the, – look at the box office numbers. The two biggest box office movies were Black Panther and Avengers Infinity War. And, I mean, it's, it was a year dominated by Marvel. And 2019 is going to be the same with Captain Marvel and Game and Spider-Man Far From Home. It's, it's, it's a good year to be a comic book fan, a superhero fan. <laughs> Definitely, like, 2019 is going to be just Marvel, Marvel, Marvel. Infinity War, I mean, as Ryan said, what else can we really say about it? It was fucking amazing. It was everything that we wanted in this movie and more. It was just, it was a great movie. It really was. Um so I think that there was no contest for us to choose the number one movie of the year as Infinity War. Um, you know, it, I think this is a great list, guys. I really do. I think that um, we had our opinions on what we wanted, and I think it was just an amazing list. Infinity War, no contest, definitely the number one uh, of the year. So. You know, because we have a little bit of uh, of time left here, um, just kind of wanted to go around for honorable mentions um, really quick. I know that Kevin actually has a list of his own uh, personal top ten movies, so I kind of wanted to give the floor to him for a moment so that he could uh, go over those and tell us what his top ten are because again I and this is just me being honest I really didn't even see a lot of the movies this year which is terrible so uh, Kevin what is your top 10 list yeah so I was lucky I got movie pass at the beginning of the year and so I like literally 
wrung that cow till it was out of milk. Um, and I got to go see, you know, pretty much everything numerous times um, up until Infinity War came out. And then after that, I just fell off the face of the planet at the movie theater, essentially. Um, so my number uh, 10 movie was Game Night. I thought that was really funny. Um, Jesse Plemons stole the show there for me. My number nine uh, was Halloween. Um, number eight was Mary Poppins Returns. Um, number seven was Solo. I really liked Solo. Um, I know a lot of people. Were, yeah. That's why I said this is awkward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh I really like Solo. <laughs> I know a lot of people were like, what the hell? But I, re- I enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. Um, I thought Donald Glover was phenomenal as Orlando, and I will follow Amelia Clark literally anywhere she goes. And so seeing her in the movie The Twist, seeing Darth Maul was great. Um, I mean, I liked it enough that I went out and bought it the day it came out on DVD, and I feel like I was like one of the few people that did that, but I did it. Um, number five was uh, – oh, that was number seven. Sorry, number six was uh, Ready Player One. I really liked Ready Player One, too. And I, I was reading – an article on Twitter that said it was like overrated. And I was like, Ready Player One was overrated? Like, I really liked Ready Player One, but maybe I'm in the minority. I don't know. But I thought it was good. I thought it was funny. Um, when I was when I went to go see it, I thought it was going to be like super big, like, like all the IPs were going to be used the entire movie, and they weren't. So I was glad that, you know, it was still its own story. Um, number five was Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, we've already talked about that. Number four, I thought it was going to be the most controversial one, um, was Ocean's 8. I <laughs> really liked Ocean's 8, and I feel like I'm, like, the only person that liked it. Um, you are. Sandra Bullock and Anne Hathaway are, like, literally, it was, they, they stole a show. Um, I loved that whole movie, and I don't know. I guess I'm the only one who did because everybody else – it wasn't anybody else's list, but I really liked it. Um, and number three, I had Black Panther. I think a lot of people forgot that it came out in 2018. Um, I really liked it. And number two, I had Aquaman, and number one was Infinity War. Okay. Whew, you almost gave me an answer. <laughs> I thought that, yeah. I thought it would be hilarious if uh, Kevin put like Aquaman as number one. Like you know, guys, <laughs> this is gonna be it. No, awesome. I think I, <laughs> I think that's a great list, uh, Kevin. And you know, I I know I repeated this before, but I didn't see a lot of uh, movies in 2018 that were actual 2018 movies that kind of like caught up on a lot of shit. I just wanted to put out an honorable mention there. Uh, if you guys haven't seen the movie Den of Thieves, I think that's a really I good did. movie that you should probably watch. What did you think about it? I thought it was a lot better than it was going to be, but I don't think it would it would like, compete with any other movie this year. Just because the problem is that there's no heist movies anymore in that sense. Like, where you got to two ga- a gang and a fucking police force and the police are trying to stop the gang members. You don't have movies like that anymore. And the the problem is it's like so oversaturated from like the nineties and eighties that no one it just completely goes over everyone's heads. 
But I really enjoyed yeah, it. I mean, definitely, like, there was pretty much, like, no hype for it at all. Um, I never even saw a trailer for it or anything. I just happened to kind of watch it. I just really liked uh, Gerard Butler's character and Paolo Shriver's character. I thought they worked really well off of each other as adversaries. So not that I would say that it can compete with any of the movies that we mentioned. I just think that it's an honorable mention for a good movie that came out in 2018. Um, Ryan, do you have any movies that you want to mention? Um, I don't know if we're going to do a top 10 worst movies of the year list. Ryan, you're going in and out a little right now. Oh, what about now? Can you repeat that again? Am I good? Um, I don't know if we're going to do like um, – a worst top ten worst list of the year, but I want to. Kevin, are you hearing him list. correctly? Uh, yeah, I hear him fine. All right, I'm not crazy at least. It could be my phone, guys. Can you hear me now? You start turning you. in and out. Ryan, I I, I can hear you. Yeah. I can hear everybody. I can hear everybody too. She just can't hear me. <laughs> All right, I'm having a little bit of difficulty here, Ryan, hearing you. Can Kevin hear me? I can hear you. I can hear you. Okay, I don't know what it is. I feel like it's going like a little in and out right Kevin, now. I'm sorry. You can hear me. What? Hello? All right, guys. Not sure what's going on with the reception right now. I hope that anyone who's listening can uh, can hear us. I'm going to try one more time. Yeah, can you hear me? I'm sorry. Wait, You're just going in and out right now. It's like bad reception. Yeah, that's fucked up. Um, all right, I'm going to kind of take the reins right now just because I'm having a little bit of difficulty hearing you, and I just hope that that's not kind of picking up right now. Um, so, guys, this was uh, a really great list right here um, of our number, you know, top 10. I'm going to kind of go through it one more time for anyone who is listening um, just because, it is towards the end of the show. So, again, number 10 is a free solo. Number 9 is Halloween. Number 8 is Venom. Number 7 is Annihilation. Number 6 is Mary Poppins. Number 5 is Deadpool 2. Number 4 is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Number three is Aquaman. Number two is Ant-Man and the Wasp. And number one, of course, is uh, Infinity War. Um, I think I may have lost Ryan on this. Kevin, do I still have you here? I am here, present and accounted for. All right, we're having a little bit of reception problems, so I'm going to kind of uh, cut out a little early today. Again, guys, thank you so much for being with us. You know, we had Ryan, we have Kevin, two amazing contributors for Geek Vibes Nation. I'm so happy always to speak with them. Hopefully we can get this reception problem uh, fixed before the next one. Um, Thank you guys again for 
tuning in and watching all the amazing movies that came out in 2018. We have even more to look forward to in 2019. Um, and if there was any movie that we, you know, that we didn't mention on the show that you really liked, I want to hear from people. I want to have an engagement of uh, what people watched this past year and what people enjoyed this past year. I'm sure that Aquaman and Infinity War are going to be on a lot of people's lists. So, um, you know, again, my name is Tia, host for this show, um, a contributor at Geek Vibe Nation. You know, Ryan, who unfortunately I believe his call dropped, he is also an amazing contributor for Geek Vibe Nation. And Kevin is a massive Game of Thrones fan. So it's always amazing having him around just because, He's just an amazing writer and awesome at this. So thank you so much, Kevin, for being here with us today. Thank you. It was fun to be on there. And, yeah, season eight it is the most anticipating thing I'm looking forward to in 2009, in front of Endgame in episode nine, season eight. <laughs> I know. You said you were like, well, you know what, that should be a movie because they're pretty much like feature-length episodes at this point. <laughs> Literally. Well, what it was, was I <laughs> thought that you had – I thought the article, I, I thought it was five, and then I looked back and it was six, and I only listed five, and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I didn't want to look like an idiot <laughs> on the internet. So I was like, here, let me just save myself and plug Game of Thrones. <laughs> well, you know what it was? Like, I wanted to kind of keep it to a, you know, basic number, like five or ten, but I didn't, uh-huh. as I was writing the list, I was like, it just ended up as six, and uh for anyone who doesn't know, I did an article about the top six movies that I'm looking forward to in 2019. Of course, Endgame was involved, Captain Marvel, Toy Story 4, The Lion King, um, Shazam, and the standalone Joker movie is what I'm really looking forward to. Kevin, what are you looking forward to in 2019 besides Game of Thrones? Um, all those things that you said, um, I, I'm probably Endgame, if I had to put it in order, Endgame at one, Episode 9 at two, right behind Endgame. I'm so excited to see Episode 9. Um, <laughs> the Lion King at three, um, the Joker movie probably at four. I'm amped for Frozen 2. Super excited for that. I love the first Frozen, so I'm amped for Frozen 2. Um, not too big on Shazam. I just haven't really trailer will get me excited. Um it'll take a lot to fill Aquaman shoes though. Um but uh yeah, um I mean I'm Aladdin no matter the controversy about Will Smith and all and all of that, I'm still looking forward to Aladdin. Um but uh I think the big three there is definitely endgame. Uh, episode 9 and The Lion King, those are going to be the big dominant box office movies. And I'm not looking forward to Toy Story 4 because it's a tearjerker. I don't have time to be crying <laughs> in the movies about animated dolls um, and action figures like I did in Toy Story but you 3. Know so that... I'm not trying to do that again. <laughs> but you know you're going to cry during Endgame. I mean, that's like a guaranteed tearjerker. I mean, yeah. we may see the death of Iron Man. No, don't talk like don't talk like that. We're not talking like that on this podcast. Listen, we can say we can say things, but we're not talking like that. That's that's blasphemous. Um, this, I kind of wanted to say it just to like goad you on. 
I think the big thing is that the Marvel movies, it makes more sense to cry about it because those are real people as opposed to Toy Story. Like, <laughs> they're play toys. And I mean, I love Toy Story just as much as the next person. I only saw Toy Story 3 once because I, it made me cry. And so I was like, this, nobody said it was a tearjerker. Now they're saying Toy Story 4 is a tearjerker. And I don't know if I'm going to have any, many more tears left to, for them to jerk after Game of Thrones, The Lion King, and Endgame. All my tears are going to be gone. <laughs> but if oh, we're being wow. honest, the number one thing I look forward to in 2019 is season eight. I <laughs> I didn't even think about that with, like, Lion King. We're going to see Mustafa die in really mm-hmm. gorgeous, like, CGI. <laughs> Holy shit, that's going to gonna be, like, really awful and tragic, but, like, beautiful at the same time. Holy crap, I didn't even think about yeah. that. Oh, my God. Well, let me just say yeah. this right here on this podcast on, what's today's date? December the 23rd, the Festivus. You're hearing it mm-hmm. here first. The Lion King will win Best Picture at the 2020 Oscars. You heard it here first. I said it. Lion King will win Best Picture at the Oscars. Not this coming year, but next year. It'll win Best Picture. It's, yeah, yeah. So when it finally I, happens, we're all going to just, like, collectively get bottles of champagne and pop them on air and just start yep. drinking champagne at 10 o'clock in the morning in yep. celebration. Mimosas. I see it. Yeah. Mimosas. Mimosas, yes. And I, I'm, oh. I'm going to place my bets now on the Lion King. That way, you know, I can get at like plus probably like plus 100,000 or plus 10,000 and, you know, make some money because I'm telling you, best man, it should have won in 94. It's going to win in 2020. It didn't win in that? Oh, I guess because, you know, it was an animated movie. Yeah, it didn't win Best Picture. No, unfortunately. I think it went to, like, The Green Mile or something. Some. Oh, that was a good give movie, me one, though. I'll, I'll let you know. I'll let you know off air. Actually, I mean, just give me one sec. Yeah, 1994 <laughs> Best Picture well, winner. Well, while Ryan... Oh, not Ryan. Wow. While Kevin... Because I just feel so bad that Ryan, like, got dropped out. But while Kevin's searching that, um, yeah, I oh. totally forgot that today's the 23rd. And, you know, a very Merry Christmas to everyone. Happy holidays. Whatever anyone is celebrating, I hope that it's an amazing season for everyone and that you get the presents that you have wanted all year round. Kevin, who was the winner that year? Schindler's List. Whatever the hell that. Oh, is. you didn't see Shingler's List? That's like one of like, like when you look at classic movies, that's always on the list. Schindler's List. Yeah, better than Schindler's List. Lion King. The Lion King. You got it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, Kevin, thank you again for joining us. Uh, you know, sign off and tell everyone where they can find you. You can find me and my Aquaman fantasizing. I mean, Aquaman loving <laughs> um, self at on Twitter at double O underscore Kevin. Um, and you can find me writing for Geek Vibes Nation. I'll be putting out an article later on today, probably about the top ten my my top ten movies of the year. Um, 
which I might just piss off Ryan and put Aquaman at one just for the hell of it. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, that's about it. Um, you can find me at your local movie theater. You live in Knoxville. <laughs> the local movie theater. I'll, I'll spend a lot of time there this holiday season, I feel like. <laughs> Got to catch up on some movies. I mean, I still haven't seen, like, Creed 2 or... Yeah, that's... God, neither have I. I heard really yeah. good things about it. Well, thank you again, Kevin, um, a wonderful contributor to Geek Vibes Nation here. And thank you, everyone, for, uh, you know, tuning in. You can find me on the Top 10 podcast with uh, with Ryan and Kevin. And I am a frequent writer for Geek Vibes Nation. You can find me on Twitter at TC. That's uh, Tango Charlie underscore Stark, like Tony Stark. Uh, and I just tweet out all my articles all the time. So please let me know what you guys are thinking about our podcast and all that. And again, happy holidays. Thank you.